Craig Morster. Julian Reese. Guess what? We're doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast. Hey guys, welcome to right. the <laughs> take seven and eight. Here we go. We are passionate about a little Hey guys, welcome to Whiskey Ain't Working Anymore podcast. I'm Jillian Reese. I'm Craig Forster. We're so excited that you're here. Your time's coming, Sherry. Oh, okay. Just, hold on. Okay. 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 We're shining the light on you. Just, Don't you okay. worry. Your moment in the My sun moment. is coming soon. All right, so every week on the Whiskey Ain't Working Anymore podcast, we like to bring on some really cool humans and have them share stories with you and, I don't know, just talk about how cool they are and what they've got going on in the world. And so today we have Sherry Barnett with us. And so the way this is going to work today, we're going to start with some fun. We'll talk 90s country music because that's what we love. And then we'll dive into Sherry's story and just ask her some questions, see what she's doing. And then we'll wrap up talking about some more 90s country. Oh, booking like booking 90s country. Mm. Sherry's mm. awesome. That's right. 90s country. That's Boom. right. Best Boom. podcast ever. All right. So, random 90s country song of the day. What are we going to talk about? So, I'm going to be somebody by Travis Britt. Yeah. That's a good one. Especially right now with this new coalition thing. Yes. Yeah. So that that's my favorite Travis Tritt song. And all the haters. You know, you got to yeah. do a little pushback there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so why does that song speak to you? It probably didn't until most recently when you when we were talking about it. Um, probably because um, I've kind of pissed a lot of people off here lately, you know, <laughs> with my passion and standing up for myself. Um, you know, after prison, I didn't really stand up for myself and thought I was just grateful to be where I was, what I was doing and all this stuff and come to realize that um, I'm not such a bad person. No, not at all. Pretty smart. Maybe a little thick ended back here, but you know, I'm <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No, no. And you know, so, you know, it's always been a passion as a nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. I've always been very pretty passionate. And, um, but I let somebody who I thought was really close to me hurt me and not doing that anymore. And so when you were saying that song, I was like, yeah, okay. I've got a funny Travis Tritt story too. Oh, yeah, let's hear. You know, my husband was a narcissistic ass. Oh, no I way. don't think we're supposed to. No, you, can, you, you can say it. Yes was a narcissistic ass. And if any of his friends sees this, they'll be like, oh my God, I didn't know. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but anyway, um, so for our anniversary, I stayed out all night at Viking Hall to get tickets. Mm. And his honey rolled up there, was telling me he's going to divorce me because I'm staying all night for his tickets, right? So I just went to New Beginnings the next night and danced all night. So that was a good call. Yeah. Did you get the tickets for I Travis did. They Street? were front row. Yeah. How, how, how was Travis Tripp front row? So I'm in love with Marty Stewart. Oh, good call. Dang me, dang me, dang me, take a tree, buy yeah. a tree and hang me or whatever it yeah. is. And that yeah. booty, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if he could even shake it. I could get him some, um, you know, um, what's that medication for erection? Yeah. Yeah. Cialis. Mm-hmm. Either way. Either way. Yeah. But anyway, I um, think Marty Stewart's cute. I don't like Travis Tripp because as much, but you all called it. So my ex-husband, God love his heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have happened to a better man. But anyway, yeah. Um, loved him. So I got to listen to a lot of that. So yeah, it's good. Listen, the whiskey ain't working. The the name of our podcast is the a Marty Stu- Marty Stewart and yeah. Travis Tritt. See, it's like the best of both worlds. I love Marty Stewart. I would do things to him a lot. But anyway, Marty. Yeah. Uh, here's your chance, Marty. 
Shoot us a message. <laughs> yeah. Get you connected. Slide up in our DMs. We'll mm-hmm. get you in contact right. with Sherry. Do we Listen, have DMs? I don't know, but if we did, I will definitely get you in contact yeah, yeah, with Sherry. Yeah, I'll we'll give you my DM. It's a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. First question. First question. What is the most rewarding part of what you're doing right now and why? Um, Well, the most rewarding part is um, knowing that being is rising this coalition from the top. You know, Craig's always told me, just do it. Just do it. But like Tia said, we have ovaries, right? So we second guess everything as women. Um, I even second guessed quitting my job and it's been the best thing that ever happened. Right. Um, I find myself doing self-care and um, not spending as much money. So, but, uh, oh, Brasha, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, they'll they'll post it's, my number. It's that kind of podcast. Marty right. Stewart's not going to call you if you don't Listen, that bra. It's true. My number and everything. Yeah. But the most rewarding thing is knowing that I'm pretty smart and pulling this stuff together on my own mm-hmm. and um, just as a nurse practitioner, I feel like there's certain boundaries that we had in the prevention world. Mm-hmm. And um, Craig knows me as deep, and you do too. I have a passion to care for people, right? Always have. And I want to take care of those people that are in substance use disorder, um, addiction, um, as they are, because I wish somebody would have taken care of me, right? No, and, and Sherry, I can appreciate so much of like the the one of the reasons I talked to you about just doing it is because when we first started our nonprofit, it was a lot of second guessing and a lot of right. you know like getting caught up in somewhere in my head of like, am I going to fail? Are people going to hate me? Or they, like and well, all the things that come with it. So I, I I know everything that you're going through. Right. So harm reduction is so controversial, right? Sure. So I'm going to do a um meet and greet, well, not a meet and greet, a give you $10 to answer two questions. And it's called harm reduction in a red state. And you have to answer two questions about harm reduction. One, what is it? And two, do you think saving someone's life or trading needles with them or is um, enabling, you know? So we can kind of guess how that's going to be, you know, <laughs> even the way my partner said, I don't know why you're doing all this. Why are you doing all this? Well, you know, it's what I've really wanted to do from day one, you know, before uh, the good old Camp Cupcake up there in West Virginia, you know. So um, if you don't know what that is, that's Alderson Prison Camp. And we do not look good in khaki. I look but anyway. Um, <laughs> I bet you rock this khaki. Show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I'm engine toad and I have work boots. Like oranges and my black. Well, actually, it's based off of Berkeley that's close to Alderson. Yeah. Orange, yeah. Cool. Okay. Hell yeah. All right. So. Question two. Okay. What's the most challenging part of what you're doing right now? I think the most challenging part is the controversy behind what we do, right? Even in prevention, mm-hmm. um, there's so much, um, especially in a red state. Now, I don't care what your politics are, but um, we were always taught that um, substance use disorder was a moral failing. Mm-hmm. And someone who studies science and her own genetics because she was too good to suffer from substance use disorder. I truly feel like um, one of the biggest barriers is going to be buy-in for me. It's, you know, like Tia said, people come out for the kids and women, Mm -hmm. right? But come up for us people who suffer from HIV, hep C, and um, they're going to be like, you know, so that's going to be my, but you know me, I'm loud and proud and 
Yeah, we were. So we did a, a really cool training this week and something that, that stuck with me from the training was this lady said, we have all these NAS babies and there's like this line of folks just waiting to cuddle them. Right. But nobody's in line to cuddle the mamas. No, we're, we want to rid of the moms. So don't even get me started on that one either. But um, we're going to go at a harm reduction standpoint from going in to see kids to, you know, I love kids. I just don't like my own. But anyway. (laughs) Okay. So let's say that I don't know what harm reduction Mm -hmm. is. Can you explain what harm reduction is to me and the millions of listeners we have on this podcast? Literally millions. Okay. It's basically meeting people where they are. It's caring for somebody and showing some empathy. Um, You know, I was the biggest hypocrite at once when I got into recovery, when I, um, when I felt good about eight weeks after I detoxed and died in the hospital a couple of times, but um, I always thought, well, if I could do this cold turkey, everybody else can. But I wasn't raped as a child. I didn't have the trauma. I saw things I probably shouldn't have. And my mom will kill me for admitting that. But um, I think that it all it is, is trying to not judge someone right off the bat. Like if I care for someone HIV, how do you know they may have had promiscuous sex, that they didn't get it from something, you know, um, unknowingly, but uh, or hep C. You know, you can get hep C from a straw now. And it's very, very rare. But listen, I traded straws with the best of them. Owns a pizza parlor in Jonesboro. Don't tell anybody. But anyway, um, I've been tested. And, you know, people need love. And if you don't know about us in recovery, we have a lot of us that succeed for long periods of time, have surrounded ourselves by other people that support us and love us. Um, I am not an easy person. I am one of those hard people because I'm very transparent and that's hard for people. And I am very uh, becoming very confident and that's hard for people. So, but yeah, you just have to meet people where they are. And as a healthcare provider, I've always been that way. I've always wanted to take care of the sickest, the most infectious, the um, outcast group, you know, the little homeless man or people that everybody frowned upon because you know, I was the one who told my mom I wanted to work in on an AIDS unit when I was a teenager. Um, that's just always been me. And I like to say I'm a servant to the people or martyr for the people. Um, I truly believe that. And that's always been. And I've just really been more confident about it here recently. So, so I'm going to piggyback off that. So let, let's say that I'm Joe Schmo in the community mm-hmm. and that. I'm skeptical of why I should buy into harm reduction. Sell, sell me on, on why I should believe in, in the in the areas of harm reduction that, that we're trying to get in place in Northeast Tennessee. Well, I can give you a couple of things right. that come off the head. First of all, you wear a seatbelt, don't you? That's harm reduction. You could get in a car and die any day, right? That's your own risky behavior, but you choose to wear a seatbelt. You get out in the sun, don't you? Do you ever wear sunscreen? So, yeah, so. well, that's harm reduction. Um, you smoke cigarettes and we put filters on them, right? Okay. Harm reduction. But um, for me, and what I want to reiterate to other people is that there is the six degrees of substance use disorder. I don't care who you are anymore, what you do, whose butthole you climb up. But um, everybody is touched by addiction anymore whether you want to call it addiction or substance use disorder, 
there's six degrees, you know somebody. And if you want to act like you don't, that's great. Be that way. But um, harm reduction is a way of keeping people healthy and alive till they can find recovery. Mm -hmm. Because I can guarantee you that every human you look at is valued by somebody. They mostly are moms, dads, brothers, sisters. And until you have somebody like that pass away, it's really hard to grasp it. I haven't had anybody pass it away. But, you know, I've heard people say or things to my kids that teachers that you wouldn't normally say just because I was not, you know, there's this funny thing. Um, I went to David Crockett High School. You know, it's a small town and everybody knows everybody, especially the guy that I got caught with, you know. Um, and uh, to this day, I could walk in and one of the secretaries that knows me goes, hi, are you OK today? Well, I'm not on drugs if that's what you're asking, right. you know. Um, but it's um, when my children were growing up, their dad had just died when I was really heavy in my addiction. And uh, my first one is gay. And he was trying to figure out his life, his sexuality. I don't know, I, I guess. Um, but whatever. And he had to deal with all of that. Plus, teachers going, well, what's going on with your mom? Mm-hmm. That's BS. But I also believe a part of harm reduction is taking a piece of what we know scientifically and going up the river, taking a public health approach and looking at social determinants like kids. Listen, guys, if you don't believe in anything, I talked to 206 graders probably about how many months ago, about three or four months ago. And do you know over 75 percent of them um, have tried something already and two fifth graders come up and wanted help for excessive marijuana? But um, and about a quarter of them live with their grandparents because their parents. Right. So tell that child who loves their their mother. uh, I don't care how old you are. You still love your mom and dad, no matter who you are, um, unless things have you know, I'm saying. But a child or an adolescent um, loves their mom or dad regardless. Um, I get questioned all the time. Did I not like my kids and my Diction. No, I adored my kids. I just, I was sick. So, um, yeah, just everybody has value. And I'd like to say that you, I, and Jillian, and Jillian's never abused anything. That's your fault. Sorry. But anyway. Uh, okay. No, but Sherry, I, I like, I want to make sure that, that I don't know that we do a good enough job of thanking the people that do like the work that you do. Because, you know, I, I think of like, the work that I do. And then I see like the trenches work. But we compliment each other. We, 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 we absolutely we do. do. And I think of, you know, some other people that I've worked with in the past who have like a heart for the homeless. Mm-hmm. And, so, and yes. that's, that's not my area. Like they drive me bonkers working with them. Yes. But like on the harm reduction standpoint, the people that are day in and day out working with homeless communities and stuff, y'all are like some rock stars. So let me read you my mission statement. Okay. I'm pretty okay. proud okay. of this. See, Thank you, Amber Cohen. The mission of the Northeast Tennessee Regional Harm Reduction Coalition is to foster health and well-being by addressing the interconnected epidemics of HIV, hepatitis, and substance use. So our goal is not only on substance use. Okay, harm reduction is a whole theory. So by centering the needs of those disproportionately impacted, including people who are unstably housed, um, impacted by poverty, the LGBTQIA, thank you, Julian, plus community identifying 
and people living with or affected by HIV, hepatitis, and substance use. We will reduce stigma and uplift equity through the provision of prevention. That's you. Care, advocacy, education, which I love education, and training services. We will build capacity and create systemic change in Northeast Tennessee. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yes. I couldn't have written that up in my life. Listen, on it. it's really beautiful. I had it uh, tweaked like 90 times. I, mean, I believe yeah. that. Yeah. Really so good. good stuff. Yeah, I, Good stuff. I, I hope that I, I, anytime I've ever got to write something like that, I hope I've got somebody really smart like you to help. Oh, I'm whatever. Like, we help people <laughs> not do bad, bad stuff. <laughs> you all have. Our I accident. treat people who have accidentally done bad things. <laughs> I've accidentally done a lot of bad things. I've purposely done a whole lot of bad things. Yeah. So the funny thing about me and Craig um, is our transparency about our use. And at times, me and him can have a really dark sense of humor. Mm, people For instance, like, have you ever seen two drug mm. addicts at a drug take back? Well, you've not seen me and Craig at one. <laughs> and the drugs <laughs> that people give back and how much money they're worth and thinking, hmm, why didn't we find these situations oh, right? It's, it's mind boggling that little Sally Sue's coming up there just dumping off of Roxy Codons, man. Thirties. Lady, like you're gonna pay your, your lights for the next year. And, mm. and, and it's me, Sherry, and the uh, Kingsport Police Department. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh killing it, killing it. And and you know the don't uh, try this at home. Trauma informed care. Yeah, don't try this at home. But it, you know, we make jokes like that all the time. And actually someone complained, um, you know who that was. Um, yeah, familiar. <laughs> yeah, familiar with that too, aren't you? But um, because I was using that, and really it's a coping mechanism. If you can't look at something and, you know, but anyway, that's just me and Craig. So. Nice. And and sometimes, you know, the people that have not came from that background, like they, they find it hard to understand. And, 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 you know, we can, we, the people in recovery, we can be a lot. And, we some, are a lot. and sometimes it's, it's, it's off color and, if you've not noticed, though, people who um, a vast majority, if you do your um, research, a lot of us who suffer from substance use disorder are very um, intelligent. And I'm not saying that to brag, but we're also charismatic. So um, it's almost like we're trying to numb that down to fit in. So a lot of um, people that I talk to that are nurse practitioners or doctors or um, other people, uh, want to fit in a lot, you know, and mine was more of a depression thing, but still um, don't don't count someone that suffers from substance abuse out early because, by gosh, we may rule the world one day. Right. Trust me, I'm going to run for Congress. OK, anyway, if I get my voting rights back. I'll vote for I've got my voting rights back. I can get yours back. OK, thanks. Oh, if you need your voting rights back, I can candidate. help you. Yeah, listen, I have a, I have a She's this on is mission my, again my new mission. Craig doesn't even want to go to Canada. I just don't think it's fair that felons can't go to Canada. So oh, I'm working on it. Like, I can't I, go to Canada. Uh, yeah. 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 It's oh, well. Up there. So I, mm, we're going to work on that. Yeah. Take Good humans. You've got pretty Canada. Toes. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Good humans, Canada. Good missing humans, out. good toes. Missing out. Yeah. Part two. I don't really care it's right. about Canada. Yeah. I want to go to somewhere hot. Yeah. yeah. You can do that. Yeah. All right. I'm running out of time. Tell us one thing or one person who's inspiring you right now. I can't do just one. All right. We'll take it. So people that have been in my corner ever since this ugliness started this year um, have been you, Craig, 
um, Brittany, Tia, I mean, people that just have been in my corner. It's like a little flock of people. Um, so one of my board members is actually going to be in jail. Shout out to Stephanie for getting that over with. And um, how many month, months have you been clean now? Um, nurse is in 10 pack now, getting her license back, kicking ass. Um, her, uh, Chris Leach, who um, her husband I grew up with has been in prison for a while. It's people that um, have stood in my corner. I'd like to say my kids and partner, but really no. But anyway, <laughs> uh, no, they have. They have. They've been. My son told me the other day, he sent me a post and it was about someone saving a life because I am your Narcan queen. Nobody can take that away. I don't care if you have blonde hair or not. But anyway, um, there was somebody in Kingsport that overdosed somebody Narcan them. And my son sent me a uh, message. He goes, now, see why you're doing this, Mom? What you do is so very important. So, but anyway. It's pretty true. badass. Yeah. You're, you're so, doing big things for sure. I want to do big things. You are. You already sure. have. No, yeah. And I imagine you'll continue to. Oh, yeah. It's in, it's in your DNA. It is in my DNA. Right. I always right. thought I was going to be a talk show host. Well, you kind of I mean, are right we're, now. We're, we're, we're helping you fulfill yeah. that mm -hmm. lifelong dream yeah. right now, Sherry. Millions, millions of, of viewers. viewers. Are listening to well, you right I'm now. having a breakout at 50. And, <laughs> you know, I think I'm menopausal, so this could only go better. Um, yeah. So they didn't tell me to wear makeup today. So this is me, yeah. 100. Beautiful. We have so if we I've done you in the past, sorry, this is what I look like without it. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's perfect. <laughs> All right. Know, Anything else you want other people to know before we wrap up? Yeah. You know, support your local nonprofits. Um, Craig houses, I think he said, because I do pay attention, over 121 people since they've opened. 63. But yeah. but we're going to get to 121. We're at six, six houses, 63 dudes. I know, but you've had 120 rotate oh, in and out. Had, had more than right. So, and Tia and Brittany um, and your local drug uh, coalitions. If your drug coalition is doing it right, they're out in the community and they're working with your kids. Right? So, um, Julius Anderson, this is um, Julian. <laughs> God of money. Hey, guys. Um, Julian is trying to start a um, nonprofit in his area in Johnson City that um, wants to take care of um, kids from the projects. Man, I was raised at Tyler Apartments. That's where I caught the school bus. If you don't know where that is, head on up toward um, UNACA. But uh, I am going to do a workshop as a fundraiser. It's called Leading with Empathy. Because I have led, um, I've let, been leader before um, in many different venues. And it talks about why people leave, why good people leave, because I'm a good one. So, but anyway, um, why good people leave? And it's just, again, trauma-informed and putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. So, you know. Good stuff, Sherry. Sherry, you're the best. Yeah. Thanks for you. being here, friend. Oh, thank we you. Appreciate you. I know I took too much time. No, so you did perfect. No, perfect. All right. Yeah. So y'all make sure you like and subscribe so you can continue watching this Bra. beautiful. Yeah. Marty Stewart. There it is. <laughs> Woo! Marty. Um, yeah, so you can continue watching this beautiful show full of amazing. And units. she'll let you know when I do my um interview too, because they yeah. they should be very cool. So. Yeah. We will do it. All right. See you guys next Friday. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Thanks.